Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Steady, getting by. It's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It's Monday, folks. We're doing this daily, baby. Bad boy of podcasting. Monday through Thursday. Bad boy. Why not Friday? Because I'm a bad boy. (laughs) Bad boy of podcasting. I had my dog all weekend. Speaking of bad boy of podcasting, that's a great segue. Uh, I share my dog with my ex, and she's such a great dog mom. And I have not seen my dog uh, for a bit, and it was... um, it was, it was, you know, so many treats were given and I forgot how she sleeps right next to my leg. And it's like, it's kind of awesome. Like I have the weighted blanket. I have my dog, Brooklyn. I have my melatonin. I'm conking out for like 18 hours at a time. I feel, do you guys ever think the melatonin might be too strong? I, I really always thought melatonin was like, um, an old wives tale. Like it was just like a placebo that they give kids to like tell them something will knock them out. And then I got some, uh, I got some, and it's knocked my ass out every night and I have the craziest dreams. Does anybody else have crazy melatonin dreams? Anyways, that's besides the point. How are you guys doing? How are you? I hope you like that mashup. I wanted to get, I wanted to get you guys going. I want you, we got a week ahead of us. We can do this. It's early in the week. It's Monday. Sure. But you know what? Friday is right around the corner. I swear to God. And there is so much good stuff going on this week in terms of entertainment, in terms of pop culture. Monday is always going to be kind of the week in so bad it's good or the week in bad. I'm, I'm still workshopping. So this is kind of an all around pop culture discussion about Bravo, about, uh, you know, today we talk about Britney for a bit. We talk about Timberlake. Uh, I give you what to watch for the week. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I mean, we got the premiere of Summer House. We got the Southern Charm Part 2 of the uh, the uh, reunion, which I'll be talking about on Wednesday of the show, a whole Southern Charm episode. Uh, Tuesday's episode, tomorrow we do Salt Lake, um, and it is so good. I recorded it today. I haven't laughed. I laughed so effing hard. What a great Salt Lake episode last week, you guys. But yeah, this is like all pop culture. This is to get you going, maybe show your attempt, like kind of show you what to check out, remind you to DVR a couple of things. There's a cool Britney Spears documentary on Friday on FX that I tell you about in here that I think might be worth checking out. Uh, We, of course, have the Super Bowl this weekend. I hear that's a sports thing where people 
it's like, there's like a ball involved in men. So I think, you know, a lot of people seem to be into that. But I know The weekend is performing halftime. We talk about that. Uh, today's guest is somebody that I love so much. Her name is Kelly Williams. You might know her uh, better as the uh, Laguna Biatch. Um, she has an amazing Instagram account and she has an amazing podcast. It was just called Laguna Biatch and she rebranded last week. And now it's called Nostalgia and Now uh, with Laguna Biatch. And that way she can cover hills and Laguna Beach, but she can also kind of open it up to more pop culture stuff like we're doing here because she is one of those kind of has one of those savant minds where it's kind of like me. Like I, we can you'll hear in this conversation, we kind of just go everywhere. We go T.I. and Tiny. We go Army Hammer. We, uh, you know, I bring up uh, you'll see, but it's really fun. It's kind of like. I don't want to compare it to jazz because you actually have to learn and like there's a real art there, but I guess it's like pop culture jazz. I'm really getting too full of myself, you guys. Uh, Thank you for making the first week of this such a huge success. It really means the world to me that you guys are checking in. And remember, you don't have to listen to these day and date. You can save them up. I I mean, you can listen to them four at a time on the weekends. You know, they're there forever. I think that's the cool thing. And we talk about these like today. We talk about Britney Spears in like a period of time for a bit. You know, there was like 10 years ago. I mean, pop culture is always there. You know, it's kind of always around us like the force in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I hope you guys are good. I had a really, you know, I had my dog and stuff, but I, we were talking to Kelly. We kind of had like a, you know, that feeling where you're like, I kind of feel down and I don't know why you kind of feel like this overarching sadness. And I, there was no real reason. I couldn't tell you the reason, which is kind of scary. But you know, when you just don't feel right, I don't know if you guys experienced that this weekend or lately at all, but it just feels like, uns- you know what? It, it kind of feels like two weeks before Christmas nonstop now where I'm like, okay, am I going to get everything done? What am I working towards? And I guess we're just kind of at a point where we don't know what we're working towards. So I guess in that matter, let's just like watch a lot of good TV, listen to a lot of good mo- you know, music, watch a lot of weird TV and movies and like be nice to each other. Um, so this was very exciting last week and I just can't wait because it's like really cool. There's so many ideas that are kind of, uh, taking shape. There are, uh, I mean, it's just kind of exciting. It's really exciting. And, uh, I can't wait to share everything with you guys. Um, so uh, today, before we get into Kelly, I wanted to do a couple of news items. I, it is um, Sunday night around 11.16 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You folks, that's uh, 2.16 Eastern Standard Time. I'm really I'm learning about time changes. Honestly, I really am learning about time changes. Uh, Kelly, our guest today, she's in Nashville, and she was like, CST. I had to look up CST. It turns out it's two hours ahead. I don't why don't I know these things? I don't and I don't know north, south, east, west either. Like I couldn't point to you point you to a place on a map. Like what's going what's wrong with me? What did I do? What did I do wrong? It's I took a weird turn at some point and just watched too much TV instead of paying attention to important things. Um there's a couple news stories I was waiting to kind of get definitive answers, and I don't know if we've got it, but I gotta put this to bed. So let's start. Um Kelly Dodd. Kelly Dodd. Let's start our week with a little Kelly Dodd. I'm Kelly, idiot. Now, Kelly Dodd, I want to, I kind of want to try to express myself as clearly as possible. I think Kelly Dodd is a really, really entertaining housewife. And if you uh, listen to the Patreon, I recapped the whole season uh, with my friend Emily Clayton. And, you know, I started agreeing with 
Kelly Dodd towards the end. Like, I'm not just kind of blind. I realize she's an entertaining housewife, but she keeps making fun of COVID and wearing masks and stuff. And I get it. We're all fucking sick of it. I totally get it. But it's like gotten personal for me a little bit since I had it. My family had it. My sister had it. My sister's family had it. And a little scary. So when somebody's kind of making fun of it after they've been warned so many times, it doesn't add up for me. And then, you know, it kind of reminds you like Kelly isn't Kelly's kind of a loose, loose cannon. A lot. She's just you can't really. I don't know. There's just crisscrossed wires that don't connect to neural patterns. I Something wrong with her brainwaves, I think, because she was caught um, once again, this not caught. She put it on her Instagram where she was like super spreader, super spreader with all her and her her friends uh, all without masks joking about it. And I don't know. I just, she does this every week and then she cries about it. And then it's, you know, she gets the blowback and she can't take it, but then she does it again. But the thing is like, if she didn't have any kind of social media, she could possibly be a legend. You know, she could be one of the greatest housewives out there. I I don't, I don't understand what is the need. And we talk about this today to share every piece of our existence where it gets you in trouble because Kelly Dodd, even at the reunion, Andy was kind of like, you're really bad at this. Like, kind of like a friendly warning. And everybody was like, yeah, she got back at Andy, you know. And like, no, it, I think about it like this. If I had a job, <laughs> if I had a job, I don't anymore. If I had a job and I kept getting complaints about one thing, my boss would take me aside and say, hey, I'm going to have to watch you, you know, uh, we don't want you doing this one thing while you work here. Um, and, uh, if I kept doing it, I would get fired eventually. And you're like, well, social media, I mean, that's different. That's her thing. Not really. The social media thing exists because of her position on the housewives. I mean, Kelly had like 800 followers or something before the housewives. And now she has like 800,000. That's great. That's part of being on the show, but there's also, I feel a responsibility to this. People might say, well, what about freedom of speech? Great freedom of speech. She's obviously free to make any speech she wants and she does, but I think we would be ignorant to not understand that consequences happen. Like I've said things on this podcast that are rude and hurtful. And I don't know why I said that my dad had a small wiener, but I did. And it hurt him very bad. (laughs) No, you know what I'm saying? Like I've said things that I know have hurt people and there are consequences for that. You know, some people might not talk to me any longer. And I kind of like, well, I, I get, I understand that. I get that. I said something that I shouldn't have said. And the thing is she can believe she doesn't. And the thing is she can go party, non-mask wear, do all the things she's doing, but just don't post about it. You've been told time and time again. Like, that's the part I don't get. It's like she's had so many warnings. She's done this. Remember, guys? She's done this week after week after week. And it just, um, it doesn't make sense to me in that uh, in that fashion. So Saturday, that happened on TMZ. And then today, um, just about six or seven, just about going through puberty, obviously, on Monday, um, We just had news like about six or seven hours ago that her beverage company, the thing that we saw on the show um, this week, uh, it's called Positive Beverage, which I I forgot that it was called Positive Beverage. That's just the weirdest. I mean, it's a weird title for water. I mean, water should just be called water. Like, it's water. 
We, you know, like, no, it's water. Enjoy, I guess. But this is Positive be- Beverage. And so they released a statement today. Um, the beverage company said, you know, they didn't want to be associated with her because of her controversial views. Uh, the statement said our core values of wellness, community, diversity, and inclusion should be reflected by our brand and anyone associated with it. It has become clear over the past few months that Kelly's controversial views and opinions have distracted from our primary objective. So effective today, we are no longer affiliated, affiliated with Kelly Dodd Lementhal. Um, CEO Shannon Argyros Argyros added in her her own statement, we welcome all people, however they are and whatever they are, no, we, (laughs) let me do this again. We welcome all people, however they are and whatever they are passionate about to positive beverage, but there must always be an underlying layer of respect. Unfortunately, we feel Kelly's stance is no longer congruent with our core values. We appreciate her contributions during our affiliation and she will always be a part of positive beverages history, but we do not align with her opinions or global views while we uphold our own values. So obviously that's a consequence of doing the same thing over and over again on your social media. I'm probably pretty sure Positive Beverage has warned her. I was under the impression that Kelly was the head of Positive Beverage, or at least it, the show this season kind of made it seem like she it was her beverage that she was pushing. I know she worked really hard on it, I think. Um, so I don't know what happened there, but that unfortunately, is a consequence. Uh, Kelly Dodd reacted to this on Twitter, and she says, I'm glad I could help put Positive Beverage on the map and wish them well. I'm also really excited about my next venture in the beauty industry, which is my real passion. Stay tuned. So Kelly is going to obviously, I mean, what do we think? A wig line? We think some makeup? I mean, what do we, Lisa Rinna lipstick? What do we got? What do we think? But she is no longer affiliated with water and water is a tough market. I mean, we got Jennifer Aniston. She had a water, like, didn't she push a water for a while? 50 cent pushed a water for a while. seems like everybody has a water. Water is so, it's just bore, water. It's that and spiked seltzers. Can we stop with the spiked seltzers everywhere? I It's like Gatorade, hard seltzer. Like why does Bud Light need a hard seltzer? Like Bud Light. I mean, it just, are they trying to give me a stomach ache? Like, don't you ever see like, it's like, uh, I, I like Natty Light has a spiked seltzer. Like, when are we gonna? And then, then you guys, I heard this weekend they're starting to add cold brew to the spiked seltzer game. So, like, are you just literally wanting to destroy our inner organs? I can't imagine having a cold brew mixed with a spiked seltzer by Natty Light is like some kind of. I mean, that just doesn't seem doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem healthy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, so Kelly is out of the water business. And, you know, that's a um, a standard tweet. Um, the, very professional. I hope she's listening to her PR people. Now, the weird thing that I want you guys uh, to to come with me on, I think this is interesting. I was keeping my eye out on Kelly Dodd's Instagram page. And... Um, I did notice a change or what I thought was a change a couple hours ago. It said proud mother of Jolie, proud wife of at Rick Leventhal, proud veteran cast member of said it says proud veteran cast member of Real Housewives of Orange County and always keeping it real inquiries. Kelly Leventhal at gmail.com www.positivebeverage. The the proud veteran cast member of Real Housewives of Orange County. That's what stood out to me. And uh, I posted this on my Instagram, and a lot of people got back to me saying that was not her bio 
um, as of this morning. So proud veteran cast member to me makes it seem like that's a thing of the past. Also, who, I mean, aren't we, aren't we, aren't we supposed to like, uh, you know, people that go to war, they're veterans, not like people that are on a couple seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. I mean, they are, it's an intense season, but I mean, I don't think it's like Vietnam, but yeah, proud veteran cast member. So I have a theory that, I mean, she is fired by Bravo or she is very close, but I also don't know why she has Positive Beverage's website on her bio still. So who knows? We're going to keep an eye on that. I feel like the hammer will drop tomorrow. It is Sunday. The hammer will drop tomorrow or Friday night when they usually do that Friday night news dump. When they want like information to kind of die, they throw it out there. Like that's how we found out Jax was not coming back and Brittany. So uh, keep your eye out on that. That's going to be really interesting. Also, Victoria Leventhal, who's been on the show, is Rick's daughter. Um, I think I'm going to do a piece on this later in the week where she really she never said Kelly's name, but she kind of went through um, a lot of different things about race and ethnicity and minorities and kind of just like saying that if you don't have a basic understanding of this, it's it's weird to claim yourself as black like Kelly did in the reunion this past week, which, oh my God, thank God that reunion was only two episodes. It was pretty good. But if you watch the whole season, you're just, it's, I don't know. And that's the other thing, you guys, right? Like, it's not even just the seasons anymore. It's everything they do outside of the season. And we all pay attention to it, that like kind of diehard fans. So all of this plays into it where you're spiritually and emotionally exhausted by Kelly Dodd and that has nothing to do with the TV show. It's like she's shooting herself in the foot. And I believe that these are good jobs that you want to keep. Um, so that is uh, that's that story. I want to uh, two more stories before we get to Kelly. Um, Summer House comes back this Thursday. I'm very excited for that. I hope you guys are excited for that. I It looks like they have an amazing season ahead. Like, honestly, it, it really does does look like a great season. Uh, I talked to uh, the producer Ian Gelfand on here in early December. If you guys haven't heard that podcast episode, listen to it. He dropped so much good Summer House uh, inside info. Really good. We got news this week, though, a couple days ago that Summer House Lindsay Hubbard and boyfriend Stephen Traversi split. Um, it says a rep for Hubbard did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment, um, but uh, sources are saying they quit after nearly a year and a half of dating, which is very that's a bummer because I, you know, you see in the trailer that they're kind of in love and then they get into to a fight and then she like hooks up with Luke. That according to the trailer, but then I thought they were okay and back together. So I'm really curious what happened. He seemed like a decent guy. And, and Lindsay, I actually like Lindsay. I grew to really like Lindsay. I don't know how you guys feel about her, but very excited. The summer house is back. Um, and then the last story is Bronwyn Wyndham Burke celebrates one year of sobriety. Now that honestly is to be celebrated. That's a huge accomplishment. I, take nothing away from that. And by the way, I could, I'm a podcaster. I can't take anything away from that. It, but I think that's really cool. I mean, you know, that's, that takes a lot of hard work. I, the, the thing that I think is weird is that of course she's done a professional photo shoot on the beach. 
Uh, Sean's involved. She's posting. She's fully made up. She's fully done. You know, there's there's a shot of like sparkling champagne and flowers uh, at a hotel. And, you know, there's pictures of her in the Daily Mail, like holding Sean's face, Sean's hands around her waist. And the thing is, like, I'm so proud. I mean, it is really cool when somebody can stick to sobriety. That really is so amazing. But we just saw this week where Bronwyn, you guys, literally said, admitted that, like, I've never been attracted to Sean. Never. And and he's like, how do you feel about that? He's like, not good, not good. But I, I understand. It's like, blink twice, Sean. Are you okay? Do you need, like, seriously, every girl I talk to are like, I'll sleep with Sean. I'm like, this, this poor guy. I, I don't know. Like, Bronwyn, I, I just... You guys have heard I'm so confused with Bronwyn because I do believe in a lot of the things that she says are kind of line up with how I feel. But then watching her on the show, it seems like it seems like a thirst monster. But yeah, she had a party and we know she has like the 28 year old girlfriend that, uh, you know, she said on the reunion is cool with everything. How are you cool with everything? If I was a 28 year old dating a married lady with seven kids, like. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I would be like super, I mean, I would be like, cool. I dig you. Let's try this. But I wouldn't be like amazing. And Sean, like, does Sean high five the girlfriend at times of like, yeah, all right. And also does Bronwyn like sometimes throw Sean sex, even though Sean now knows that she hates it. Do you guys ever think about that? Like Bronwyn's like, okay, I'll let you have sex with me after she said like, that would be dark. Cause Sean wouldn't do it because she, you know, like you guys know what I'm saying. I know that's like, so <laughs> help me, help me understand you guys. I want to understand, but anyways, uh, you know, congrats on the one year. Um, I think Bronwyn has a long way to go on a couple of other things as we all do. Um, oh, uh, and one last thing, there was a Dumar, not Dumar, a Duke's Moy, Dumois, who's been on the show a couple times. She had a blind about the Southern Charm reunion. Uh, Let me find this. So Dumois, of course, does all the celebrity blinds. I think she's awesome. Uh, You know, just for us pop culture lovers, I mean, we love blinds. We love gossip. It's really very exciting. So somebody submitted to her, um, and the subject line says, Choppy Waters. The message says, The choppy editing of the reunion of this reality show is to blame. Two of the former pro athletes, one ex-MLB and one ex-NFL, have been named. That would be A-Rod, potentially, and Jay Cutler, potentially. Uh, But neither of them are married. Who is the happily married third mystery man that likes to stroke the salami on FaceTime with our Southern charmer? Here is a hint. His wife, who traveled heavily during the pandemic, much to the detriment of their youngest child with breathing problems, also claims to be fond of South Beach. Southern charmer will never confirm or deny because the wife still puts on their toxic positivity, happily married tongue licking front. Who is it? Who is it? Is it is it Jesse uh, Jesse James? Is 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 that it? I don't know. Can you guys help me with this? I've heard possibly Jesse Decker and that dude Eric that she's with that they always just seem miserable. Um, if you guys have any information, please let me know. I'm sure that will be coming out. And today's episode, we do talk a lot about the Madison, A-Rod, uh, Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler. I mean, at this point, it's, it's like the Justice League of cheating. Um, 
So yeah, that's interesting. But anyways, that's it, you guys. I hope you have a great week ahead. I will speak to you again tomorrow. Uh, Coming up is Kelly Williams. Please check out her podcast, Nostalgia. And now, here she is, Kelly Williams. I go uh, on and on and on and don't take them to the crib unless they boning. Uh, easy, call them on the phone and platinum Chanel cologne and I stay dressed to impress. You guys, welcome. It is Monday. How are we all doing? This is how we're going to start the week every week where we kind of go into the week together. We're going to talk about some of the pop culture items that have happened over the weekend. I'm going to tell you what to watch this next week or what uh, we're going to call it like the weekend baddie. I think we can come up with a a different, better name for that. But I have somebody with me today that is, I think, as obsessed, if not more with pop culture as I am. Uh, she's been on the show four times. She just really is one of my favorite people I have met through this. Uh, you know her as Laguna Biatch. I know her as Kelly Williams. But what I need you to know and what I need you to do right now before you listen on is go listen to her podcast. She rebranded. It is now called Nostalgia and Now with Laguna Biatch. And we're going to talk all about that. Her episodes come out on Tuesday. Kelly Williams, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me i feel like justin timberlake with saturday night live like all uh, on it a whole bunch are we yeah we're like like, uh, are we like the fallon timberlake of podcasting yeah for sure what if we went what if we went into like a rap now like yo (laughs) yo yo (laughs) record Uh, the zoom and we have a dance off (laughs) hey you never know like i you say that and i'm like a dance off isn't a bad idea (laughs) Uh, okay so i guess the obvious question is what are you doing tomorrow, or I guess today, to celebrate Stormy's third birthday, Kylie's daughter? Well, I was going to roll a fat blunt like her dad probably is. <laughs> I always love to smoke weed. <laughs> well, I was, just, I was cracking up. I was looking at things like pop culture things that are happening this week. And Stormy's birthday is tomorrow. Or I keep saying tomorrow. You guys will be hearing this today. Stormy's birthday is right now. And in the past, before coronavirus... We've seen so many insane, she's only had, this is her third birthday. We've already seen insane things happen where they used to have Stormy World. Do you remember Stormy World? Yeah. And Travis Scott, Kylie's, uh, what is, what is like Kylie's, what is? Baby daddy. Baby daddy. Okay. Baby daddy would make these huge inflatable heads of Stormy's face (laughs) and people would walk into them and they would call it Stormy World and they had merchandise like Coachella. And it, it was, it was really frightening to me. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely startling. I mean, they've done it two <laughs> years in a row. And the maybe maybe the one good thing to come out of COVID is there is no, no stormy head of Stormy. <laughs> well, but I was thinking maybe they could because also they the Kardashians were really getting into a really bad habit of starting to make huge inflatables. Like, did you notice like as they get richer? And I'm like, where does the Kardashian is there some warehouse that just stores all of the inflatables for the Kardashians? And for sure. <laughs> you're just like, I mean, and that's kind of the that's the mission impossible I want to see where we break into the Kardashian factory and just like, oh my God, we got Stormy's head. Oh my God. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yes. But I thought another like rebrand they could do for Stormy World is that they had they could have that big stormy face, but they could put a gigantic face mask on it and just like like be like, we'll see you next year. Stormy World will be open in 2022, you know? 
I think they're traveling. Aren't they traveling somewhere? You're right. That is, I, I'm glad you brought that up. They just are coming back from a Turks and Caicos trip that Kylie, I guess, threw for Stormy's birthday because I'm guessing Stormy's favorite place is Turks and Caicos as a three-year-old. I don't know how that works, but all the girls like Chloe's there, Kim and North, the whole Kardashian uh, female clan, I think, is there. And uh, But at, at a certain point with these birthdays, and I know we're just getting right into it out of the bat, like, don't you think... Like, don't you ever like go, it would be so like, I would almost feel comforted if one, they just saved their money and was like, we got her like a blockbuster video gift card or something, you know, like that doesn't even exist. Yeah, for sure. I, or even if they didn't travel during a pandemic, I mean, that'd be cool. But we all know that. <laughs> Wait, why don't would you ask them? them? Do don't, do don't ask them to do the impossible, <laughs> Kelly. I know. Can you, what if you just got like a little, what, Carvel ice cream cake and just hung out in the kitchen? Oh my God. I mean, but that's how we did it growing up. Like that's like, I remember it. I I was like McDonald's, like the pit ball thing. And I thought I was like the coolest seven-year-old ever. And now it's like, they, they're getting like three-year-olds, like nicer cars than I'll ever have in my life. You know? I know. Maybe I'm just bitter, honestly. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. I do need to make that very clear to everybody. I am very bitter. And I, (laughs) there is, this is, this is completely personal. This is a complete vendetta. Um, After this, I'm going to call my mom and yell at her. (laughs) Well, wait, but don't, Kelly, don't you ever think about that though? Like when you see Kris Jenner working so hard, pimping her kids out where you're like, why didn't our parents pimp us out more? You know? I know. I mean, I think I, I think I could have done it. I think my, if my mom tried hard enough, but instead my mom would just tell me, you know, if you were kidnapped, they'd bring you back. Cause you're so annoying. <laughs> well, I was hanging out with my niece and nephew over the holiday and I, you know, it's like, you almost want to get in their ear and go like, your mom really should be pushing you guys harder. You know that, right? Like, you know, you're, if you want, if you, cause they all want to be like actors and singers and dancers. And you're like, you're not going to get there with this kind of shit right now. You know, like you're barely, you're just on the computer all day. Well, you're the cool uncle with the podcast. So, I mean, you have to put them on. You're the Chris Jenner of your family. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, sorry. Here's my dog, Brooklyn. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Um, so, yeah, that is true. I am the cool uncle in a way, but then my nephew told me he looked me up online and he's like, well, I see that you have a lot of cursing in your podcast and that's, you know, not great. And I'm not allowed to listen to it, but he did say, it seemed like I had a lot of people listening and that kind of excited him. Um, uh, speaking of a lot of people listening is one of the people, uh, that I like that I kind of look up to in all of this is you and, you know, your Instagram, your podcast, you are really just so good at this. And I know you're, you're based in Nashville and you actually have a regular job, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I work 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, what's insane. You have a, a Instagram account with almost like 70,000 followers or something uh, wild like that. And it's, isn't it, I mean, it's crazy that we get to do this, but it's also like, we're also trying to have like, well, we also have to have normal lives. We're not the Kardashians, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, someone recently, they were like, when do you sleep? I was like, I mean, I do sleep. I make sure to sleep, but I'm always on my phone or working or something. I like to stay busy. So it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be nice to make Kardashian money. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, could you, who's going to be the Kardashian pot, like the Kardashian podcaster, you know, like it's you, we already know. <laughs> yeah, it's us. It's us. Um, so I want to talk about the rebrand. So I always knew you and we always know you as Laguna Biatch, which I think is just a hysterical name. You changed the podcast name just, uh, you just started, I think a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. Thank what you. was the, what was the move? Why did you, why did you switch it all up? Well, before we jump into that, I want to say I'll be your food god if you become the Kardashian of podcasting. But basically, (laughs) I switched it up because a lot of people didn't realize that I also did a lot of pop culture and current events. So I just wanted to change it to kind of open doors to more people. And I kind of took a note from you. I started doing timestamps, which seemed to be really helpful. And yeah, actually they actually like helped me a lot with editing because I'll do a segment, edit it, and then do the timestamp. So that's helpful. But I guess I just wait, I wait, wait, Kelly, you do wait, help. Kelly, you do it that way where you, yeah, oh my God, I wait till it's like all over with. And then I go back and have to like find those little, you're doing it way smarter. <laughs> wow. It still takes a while. Like today it took me like six hours to do an episode and I was like, okay, this is a lot of work. I mean, I understand I love doing it, but this is a lot of work. Well, that's why I kind of switched to the daily format myself, just because I was doing those five and a half hour podcasts and it was like those, the editing and things like that. Like my Tuesday nights would just be like, well, I'm up until Wednesday morning. There's just no other Mm -hmm. way around it. And then half the time I wouldn't even make that date because it was just too impossible or my computer wouldn't process that much audio, which by the way, people listening are like, yeah, tell us more about the inner workings of the sexiness of podcasting, you know? Um, But I love it. See, you're, you are like the Hills Laguna beach. You are the genius that knows all of that stuff. But what I, what I always love about you is that you do know everything is that it really to me is limiting in a way when it's like, I want your thoughts on everything. You know, it's you that I I like, I love, I mean, I love Laguna beach and the Hills as much as the next person. Uh, but I want to know how you think about what you think about everything. Yeah, for sure. And of course I'm keeping the name Laguna Beach. That's kind of become my little alter ego. So I can't get rid of that at all, but I think nostalgia in now just sums up my brand so well. I love talking about early 2000s, but I also really like talking about pop culture now and how it's changed over the years. I think that's really interesting to talk about, you know, how Lindsay Lohan had to deal with paparazzi versus how someone like I don't know. Justin Bieber dealt with paparazzi. That's yeah, yeah, we I mean, we talked a little bit about this before, and that's why it's like you're a kindred spirit, because there are these different phases of pop culture. And Troy McKeady is another great one that I really know appreciates all the ins and outs of like the different decades. And it was interesting. I was looking at the the recent Ben Affleck coffee picks of the Duncan and him mad and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of was a throwback to that heyday of for me, when people were just following Lindsay nonstop, I mean, it's way less dangerous, but it's that, oh, wow, they're really getting on his property and getting in his business like they were with Lindsay. So I agree with that to a point. I think he kind of opened the door to that during the beginning of quarantine with him and Anna. They are. I forget her name. Yeah. Yeah, But they had so many like paparazzi walks. It's kind of like, if you call the paparazzi on yourself to take pictures of you and your new girlfriend, then you can't be upset that they're there. Yeah. It's like if a tree uh, falls in the woods without anybody around, does it make a sound, you know? Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like, 
You know, he used to call paparazzi on himself and now he's not, but he's mad. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh my God. My friend uh, suggested the other day was that you need to join. This is literally her suggestion. You need to join up to drive for Postmates and then hang out right near the Dunkin' Donuts near Ben Affleck's place and hope on a weekend that you get the Ben Affleck call so that you can then be in one of the paparazzi shots. Because wouldn't that be iconic if all of a sudden you're like, is Ryan in a paparazzi shot with Ben Affleck in his Dunkin'? I think I would frame that for me to just have. Well, I mean, I was like, I was like, that's idiotic. Would I really do that? And then I was like, yes, 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 I would. <laughs> if <laughs> um, anyone can do it, it's you. Yeah, so it's, I've really leaned into this to the point where this doesn't work. I'm just done. Like I'm dead. Like it's not. Um, okay. So I love the nostalgia. Now I really do think it sums up and that's what I mean. Like you have this kind of beautiful mind for all of these things and the Hills and Laguna beach, I think is like brings people in, you know, were people frustrated at all with the rebrand, any, any kind of pushback, which is funny because podcast audiences are the most, um, I don't know how to say it. Like they're very particular. They're very loving. They're very loyal, but they'll also tell you the moment that they do not like something. Yeah, only one negative review out of three. So I'm trying to be positive. You know that I like to be negative, but I'm like <laughs> two, two positive, one negative, I'll take it. But see, Kelly, this is why I also love Kelly, guys, because like she is really, I feel like she's family at this point. And what I love about <laughs> you is that you, I love that you are like me where you're like, I'm trying to be more positive. I'm trying to not like, you know, do negative self-talk. And I love, because I know probably how hard it was for you to rebrand in your head, you mm -hmm. probably thought and thought and thought about it. Like I think about this and that's why I think you are destined for success for whatever that means in this world. You know um, what, you know, we talked all about COVID and how that horrible it is. I know Nashville is a little different. It's probably a little more open than, than Los Angeles or. Yeah. Nashville, there are really like no rules. Unfortunately, you know, I'm doing what I can to keep myself healthy. And I think that's really all I can do. Yeah. Um, going into 2021, um, what are some of the stories already that is kind of stuck out to you in your pop culture mind? I mean, I know we already had the Hilaria Baldwin. I know we had Olivia Wilde and uh, Harry Styles. Uh, we, of course, had the Army Hammer stuff that is very dark. Anything else that you're just like, I'm keeping an eye on this. Something might be going on. I obviously the Army Hammer stuff. I think it's wild that no one's really written about it. You know, I think it hasn't in been any, in any yet. major publication. Yes, you know? that's what I mean. That's what I mean. In any major publications, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Because I feel like if it was somebody else, people would talk about it. Um, definitely the Shia LaBeouf, the FKA Twigs essay that she wrote about him. That's interesting. We haven't really talked about that on this show is, is, uh, FKA Twigs, which is a really, uh, an amazing, uh, singer, uh, a little bit more independent, uh, and kind of, um, uh, more of like the. I'm trying to think of kind of what her music is like. It's like a, a more like a shot a, but for now, you know, mm -hmm. um, I would agree. And she was dating Shia LaBeouf for a long time. And she wrote an essay detailing the abuse uh, that uh, was, you know, brought on uh, by Shia LaBeouf, uh, how she was scared to, you know, how he was very controlling, how uh, it was just a really horrific thing. And she was very brave to come forward. And supposedly Shia went to rehab, but I don't know if that actually ever happened. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I guess now that you say that, that was like August. So I guess it was a few months ago. 
But also, I'm keeping my eye on Madison from Southern Charm. I don't Woo! watch Southern Charm, but Madison seems like a train wreck, and I am here for the ride. See, Kelly, let me sell you on Southern Charm a little bit, is that the Madison thing is fascinating, and we just had the first part of the Southern Charm reunion, which I'll be talking about uh, on Wednesday's episode, but is basically there was this guy, Austin, and she was, he was dating Madison and Madison kind of just like, she was the alpha in that relationship. She ruled Austin's life kind of. And it's one of those, like they're broken up now, but it makes it seem like Austin would go back to her at a moment's notice. It's that kind of relationship. But then you guys, this is what we knew like, like last weekend, all this shit blew up. And this is where it ties in with Kelly's, one of Kelly's fortes is all of a sudden we got Jay mother effing Cutler involved. <laughs> Um, and all of a sudden it was like Madison hooked up with Jay Cutler. Can you explain a little bit about all of this for people? I know they probably already know it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it all started a few months ago on a drunken night. (laughs) Ooh, do you guys, we picture it a drunken night. You guys, you've been there. With Justin, Kristen, Craig and Austin. They did that Instagram live. And basically everything was like, F you, Madison. Justin said, he doesn't like you, Madison, something like that. Then things were quiet. And Justin is a hairdresser, right? He's the he's... Yeah, he is Kristen's ride or die. Like well, he stands up for Kristen like crazy. But I feel like everybody says that, but then also I feel like he like thirsts as much as Kristen does and he's trying to get himself in every piece of this story. Or is that wrong? Yeah, it was it was weird because I think a week later Austin said Kristen slid into the to Craig's DMs and Justin right away was like Kristen doesn't need to slide into DMs. Um, And then what was it? Madison was commenting on Jay's picture with Shannon. So there was just so much drama. And then Madison recreated the live that Kristen did. But what Madison did is she said something to the effects of, my son is with his dad. I don't know where the kids were during that live because they weren't with the dad or something, meaning Kristen's live. Ooh, so she took a shot at Kristen, right? And the kids. She brought up the kids, and that seems why everyone was mad. And then Jay and Kristen shouldn't have posted that picture together. I was so like, yeah, no. so guys, so the next thing is Jay and Kristen on both of their Instagram accounts, after kind of like not being together, they all of a sudden post it like they're superheroes back to back of like yeah. 10, 10 years strong. You can't be 10 years strong if you're getting divorced. You could be like, <laughs> we're friends, but strong. Like there's a there you know yeah Um, absolutely and i would when they did that i'm kind of like what like there's no need for that now that's what i always love about you did your mom did your head explode when those pictures came out and you're like fuck i'm in for a long weekend you know (laughs) kinda i was but it was also the weekend where i was getting ready to rebrand so i was like (laughs) oh at least people will listen tuesday yeah, I mean, tell, so they so they do this picture, but then it doesn't end there because you think, oh, well, that shut this Madison lady up. And but no, Madison, then I wake up on Sunday morning last week. Madison has released um picture, wait, like, right? A picture with Jay or texts from Jay and her. Yeah, text messages between them and then a picture. And she said it's because Justin called her a liar. And I was kind of like, no, girl, you were just sitting on those. You were ready. Well, and you know, even yeah, because she was like, nobody will call me a liar. And right. she, said, <laughs> she said the same thing in the Southern Charm reunion when she was 
this is why it ties in even more is when she was said she was hooking up with an ex MLB married player, which we'll talk about in a second. But so she posts these and it kind of makes Jay look stupid, right? Kind of shuts mm-hmm. Christian up, but also kind of makes Madison look a little weird because she flew to CJ. It comes out in those messages, right? Or Jay flew to her. Oh, Jay flew to her. Okay. And I mean, what, don't these ex sports people have better things? Like they're flying around just to like hook up with people. Like that's. I mean, I just don't understand why the Southern Charm cast is so hot. Like there are plenty of other reality TV show casts you can hang out with. Yeah, yeah. By the way, or just go to Cameo. Just have them do a nice Cameo for you, where you don't <laughs> exactly. get in trouble at all. That's the next romantic comedy we need to see is that is that like he was an ex MLB baseball player. She is a reality star. How did they cheat <laughs> with each other? You know, um, so that happens. Was there any um, was there any Jay or Christian like, OK, you got me. Was there any inf- info about Jay's reaction to this? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he posted a picture with his cows and then oh. Kristen. <laughs> yeah. And then the Kristen cow started- picture. Kristen started pushing her new jewelry line immediately. I'm like, Kristen's smart. You might not like her, but she knows what to do when her name is like in the news. That's what I was thinking too, is that Kristen, I don't, per- I'm not, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to say I'm an LC guy, but I'm not a Kristen. <laughs> the fact that I'm even saying LC and Kristen guy is weird, but like, I don't, <laughs> I, I never watched very Cavallari. I don't, I mean, she's iconic in the sense that we grew up with her in a way. And mm-hmm. that you're like, when you think back, you're like, God, it's been over, 20 years of knowing her in some form of TV, right? Or how long has it been? I like 16, so close. But for somebody that like still be in tabloids and paparazzi stuff, like that's I mean, I don't think it's to be applauded, but it's it's wow, you really did have stain powder. Like LC could be if she wanted, but she chose to have a life and Kristen's still in the weird game of pop culture and celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. If one, if there's one thing Kristen's good at, and I think she's good at a lot of things. I'm just saying if there's one, it is getting her name out there. She knows exactly how to spin stuff. Her PR person does. They're good at it. And I'll always say Kristen's like a master marketer in that way. Well, so in your head, you really do think she has planned this all out in her head. She is. I don't know if she planned it all out, but she definitely knew how to play it once it started to play out. She knew not to like give back to Madison. She knew that once Madison started going crazy, people would want to go to Kristen's page to see if she was responding. And instead Kristen is just like hawking her new jewelry line. (laughs) So, I mean, at the end of the day too, it's, it's weird to me that, I mean, well, actually, do you think Kristen Cavallari, do you think, how did she pitch that photo to Jay Cutler of like, Jay, you know, it would be badass if we took a photo and said 10 years strong, like who do you think pitched that idea of the photo? Honestly, Kristen was probably like, let's get ahead of this. Let's post a picture together and make her look stupid. I get in trouble a lot for this and I'll say it again, but I think Jay Cutler is so doofy ugly. And like, I I feel like I'm the same kind of doofy ugly, but like, I think he's doofy ugly. And the fact that so many girls are like fighting over this guy is like, dude, he's not even currently employed. Like, I mean, what, what's, I mean, (laughs) how do you, I mean, he makes the weirdest faces and I know I'm just, this is also just coming from jealousy and spite, but I don't get like, dude, you could throw a rock and hit like five better looking guys, you know? Yeah, I don't get it. I didn't really love his personality on the show either. I don't, 
I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. So I got to say, when I did see that original live with Justin, Craig, Austin, and you know, and Kristen on Austin's shoulder, and the Kelly Clarkson song was like, or is it "We'll Never Be Getting Back Together"? Taylor Swift. And I know you're a big Swifty. Um, Yes. So it really was exciting in terms of pop culture. That was like really, it was the crossover I never knew I needed, but it was very weirdly satisfying. And I really think that was the first time. Kristen's done something on social media that got a lot of backlash that she couldn't really deflect. Oh, she didn't know how to play it. Yeah. She didn't know what to do with it because people were not, they were like, you're a mother. And I didn't say that. I'm like, I'm her, everything I've heard about Kristen, even from people who really, really dislike her, she's a good mom. I have never heard anybody say she's a bad mom or anything. So I don't think her going out, having a fun night, Maybe don't go on Instagram live, but she wasn't really like doing, you know what I mean? But see, Kelly, that's the problem with all, I mean, that's the problem and the gift to all of us with celebrity pop culture is that nobody wants to go out if it's not on Instagram live. Nobody that's wants true. to go out unless it's documented. So these fools in a way that we all love hang themselves every step of the way because they always want to leave a track. They do not want to do something unless we can have some sort of access to it. And it's such a weird, I, I mean, I know this is probably studied in papers and stuff, but it is so weird. We see it so much, even with Kelly Dodd's behavior from Real Housewives of Orange County this weekend, which I don't think you watch, but we'll talk about in a, in a, a second um, because it just fascinates me of like, dude, if you didn't do any of this social media, you'll, you'll, you'd be an iconic housewife. You'd be, you, you'd have a job forever, you know, but you need to put this stuff out there and to say your opinions. And it's like, it's some, and I probably, it's probably why we even do what we do where we need to say our opinion, you know? Yeah, for sure. I agree with you completely. Um, So then that happens, which is like, okay, we catch a breath. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know how this happened. We start I think one of I think it was Bravo and Cocktails or some Instagram account started piecing together that Madison was hooking up with a ex baseball player or something like that, and then it really started coming down. Like she really put these receipts together with Madison being at a New York hotel when A Rod was in the area, and it was like all of a sudden Madison might might have been or might be hooking up with A Rod because we even found out that he liked two of her photos randomly a while back, which he has unliked one of them so far. Yeah. Which isn't that dark. Like you go like, well, uh, I will unlike one of them and just try to bury my. Tracks. Yeah. I saw, I I saw best of Bravo do it. Um, she put together like a big highlight and do you follow celebrity blinds at all? No. Is that an Instagram account or no? So it's kind of like Dumois. It's the original Dumois, okay. except this, these people have more inside sources. They don't just take anybody's email, but there have been rumors about him cheating for years on JLo. So when this oh, kind of came out for years, in fact, that's how his last relationship ended too, I believe uh, yeah. because of cheating, you know? And I saw someone was like, how can you cheat on JLo? I'm like, a lot of people have been cheated on that are beautiful. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. Yeah. I mean, but like, imagine like a lot of people, like I've heard the, like I used to hear that with Kanye and Kim, they had like this, you know, unfortunately, and that's obviously going to be over in a, in, in a couple of weeks, but uh, they had this thing where Kanye was allowed to 
hook up with other people. And the thing was just don't ever embarrass me. Just don't ever embarrass me. Don't ever get caught. And I hear that with a lot of sports players, celebrities, musicians of just, you're going to do what you're going to do. Just don't embarrass me. And that seems to be Mm -hmm. where women, you know, when a men's, a man is so successful, that is the condition that's thrown down, which is so fucking ridiculous. But a lot of people probably do that. And I imagine does JLo have that deal with A-Rod? I feel like JLo is so powerful that she was like, no, fuck you. Don't cheat at all. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, she's curated her image to be such a specific thing. You know, it's just, she's usually not messy. Even during her divorce with Mark Anthony, I feel like it wasn't very messy. Um, I guess when her divorce with Chris Judd, which was a, however long ago, that's probably the messiest things were for her. But well, after the whole like... Um, after the whole Benefer breakup, I feel like she really had a nice little package. So I'm yeah. curious to see how this will play out. Well, isn't it like that's JLo is another person I feel like is an A-list Kristen Cavallari. And the fact that we have been with her for close to 20 years now, we have mm-hmm. seen so many. I mean, in fact, I went down a rabbit hole of, uh, you know, like you said, uh, of uh, Benefer the other day where mm-hmm. people don't realize they were engaged. Like, you know, yeah. Ben Affleck all of a sudden had a spray tan, was wearing fitted suits because of JLo. Like there was a, like, he was in Jenny from the block video with like, you know, his, his hand on her ass on a yacht or something. And it was, it was like a different, it's like th- there are different phases of pop culture. It's like spring, summer, like we've been through so much with JLo, but, and you know, now we know JLo of like, she's 50 and she doesn't have a wrinkle anywhere on her face. And she says she does not have Botox. But the funny thing is like, what if this situation actually starts to give her wrinkles? Like, like, like Madison from Southern charm is like the first thing that cracks her skin, you know, Madison just coming for everybody. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you're JLo or Kristen Cavallari as a woman though. So as a woman, Mm -hmm. why can't Madison Madison can do whatever she wants. Madison can F every, every sports team. Like that's exactly the behavior that a lot of celebrity guys do. They just like the Southern charm guys. I know you don't watch, but they talk about like, yeah, I was hooking up with girls going through. Like they, they literally just hook up with girls from town to town or, or they did back in the day. Why can't, why can't, I mean, I don't personally love Madison, but she's playing the same game as game as guys do. Why, Why are we coming down on Madison? You know? Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me even think going back to like how Army Hammer's been treated in the media versus, say, Lily James, who, you know, she got ripped apart, whereas Army Hammer is no one's talking about it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. People don't want women to be like comfortable in their bodies or something. I mean, sleeping with a married man is not something I would do. But it does take two to tango. You know, he should be held to the same accountability as she is. Well, I think men get that, like, you know, we get that ticket off of like, well, he's so insanely charming and he's, you know, kind of making a joke about it. And he's like, it's weird. You know, women don't get that same pass, I feel. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because women kind of take things seriously. They, they kind of nurture, they are the, they take care of a lot. I mean, I have mainly strong women in my life and they take care of business, you know, like I'm the one making stupid jokes and they're usually the ones like doing like real heavy lifting, but I can put a sentence together that might make somebody laugh. So, oh, you know, it's just, it's a weird um, power dynamic that I, you're right. I, I noticed that as well. 
Um, in, about the army thing, and I think this is interesting, is that you're right. No major publication has really picked up this story. No, like Ronan Farrow yet. No catch Mm-mm. and kill like Harvey Weinstein. Um, of course, there's like rumors and theories that you know he has you know insane family member. His you know grandfather, great grandfather, is Armin Van Hammer, or, or Armin, yeah, Armin Hammer, and he comes from insane family money. On top of like studio system, if they chose to protect him at all, which a lot of studio things seem to like he's backing out or being fired from or being, Mm -hmm. you know, let go. But isn't it weird? And I think this is where we come in is that we're kind of in a way uh, and I'm not trying to, but we're kind of like the underground press in a way. Like we're the only ones that are like, it's, it's almost not our job, but like kind of a responsibility of us keeping this story going. And I think that they don't like, nobody's out to kill our stories because they don't, a lot of people don't consider podcasting a real thing mm-hmm. that actually holds weight at all. So I feel like you see all these, um, I've heard of a lot of people of their Instagram posts about army are disappearing. Or uh, if you look up army hammer on Google, uh, the search has changed from day to day. I've checked this out actually, where stories keep getting pushed back to like the 10th page on a Google search. And then each day, you know, you'll find an article on like one or two or three page, but by the end of the day, it's pushed back to like the 10th or 11th page. And that shit is frightening, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you should believe the women. And I think that that's the way it is. And obviously even some of his Instagram posts, I'm like, how didn't we see this before? It's because he's charming. He's good looking as an amazing voice. He did mainly like kind of like prestige pictures. He never really broke. Like he was never a household name. And I don't think at this point he will be. No, I mean, I really do think he's in all purposes ruined the heights that his career could have gone to, but it'll, be on the down low for the most part. It'll just kind of yeah. be forgotten, you know? I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of something that is a little bit serious and like, I don't know this, I don't know if this deserves a trigger warning, but you know, do you know anything about the TI and tiny allegations that have, have come forward? No. So last night I was scrolling through Twitter and saw a few things, but it was like midnight and I was tired. Yeah, but I then I couldn't find it on Twitter. I guess I didn't look hard enough, but I think I was also kind of like um, that wasn't real. Like it was so late at night, and I was just scrolling through my phone, just, just having my normal Saturday night Ti dreams, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so what so are that, the allegations? So you guys, Ti, of course, is a uh, a famous rapper, and his wife Tiny, um, who was in a uh, pop group, I believe, with um, uh, Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta. They have denied, yeah, they have denied claims of sexual assault and facilitating sexual abuse after Atlanta resident Sabrina Peterson posted screenshots to her Instagram story of direct messages from over two dozen alleged victims. The accusers claim that T.I. and Tamika Tiny Harris pressured them to take drugs, take off their clothes, to have sex with them or others present. Some said they lost consciousness while with T.I. and Tiny or woke up without remembering the previous night. Peterson began posting these allegations to her Instagram story on January 28th after she previously alleged that T.I. held her at gunpoint. Uh, T.I. and uh, Tiny have issued a statement denying the allegations. Mr. and Mrs. Harris want to be on record and more importantly, want the public to know they emphatically deny in the strongest way possible the egregiously appalling allegations being made against them by Sabrina Peterson. The Harrises have had difficulty with this woman for well over a decade. They are taking this matter very seriously. And if any of these allegations don't end, they will take appropriate 
uh, Instagram action. Now, those are the allegations, and it's coming from multiple women. Um, the last thing I want to uh, read to you, Kelly, is this that I found. In 2017, uh, Rob Kardashian actually warned us about T.I. and Tiny. Um, at the time, we kind of uh, like, well, Rob's just so crazy online. And uh, I don't think anybody's huge Rob Kardashian fans. But uh, let's see, I'm trying to find the... But uh, basically, he said uh, in a now deleted Instagram post that uh, that uh, he directly called out T.I. and said, Black China always told me what you did in those threesomes and how you paid her to be with that. I swear on my child's name. I swear on dream that this is true. How dare you? And this was in 2017. So Rob Kardashian said this all the way back a couple of years ago. And of course, you guys, like we always say on the program, this is all allegedly, but we always have to pay attention to patterns of behavior, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this is obviously something they should look into. Um, and maybe this woman had had some connection to T.I. and Tiny, so she knew that it would get their attention or something. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I mean, if Rob Kardashian, I know, and maybe this is when he was kind of going through his more public issues with Black China, but that's interesting because. Yeah. Well, because by the way, and that's why Rob Kardashian doesn't hold a lot of water because he also uh, he also posted nudes of China and like, uh, I don't know, I forgot what that term is, but it kind of like out of nowhere. And revenge porn, revenge right? Revenge porn. Yeah, revenge porn. And it really, I know it hurt him in court uh, and stuff like that. But oh yeah, this is the, uh, the post. T.I. goes, why bring your business to IG though? Look, you got worked, bro, but at least keep it to yourself. You letting the world know you a duck. I mean, a big duck, a mighty duck, Ronald McDonald, the duck, Scrooge, McDuck, Howard, the duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, save the hashtag ducktails. Just hold this L, which means loss, kiss your kid and cut your losses and move on. You got no moves, bro. And then that's when Rob responded back. Since T.I. want to chime in on business that you don't concern him, let's talk about the threesome you had with China and your baby mama, Tiny. Don't speak on my daughter when you having threesomes with young Chai and Tiny. And I put that on my daughter's life since you want to speak on my daughter. Damn shame. China told me everything about your threesomes with you and her and Tiny. You got no moves, bro. So isn't that crazy? That is nuts. And I always say what I've been saying lately, I said it on my podcast, where there's smoke, there's fire. Usually. Yeah. Like usually, I mean, there is, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are elements and times, you know, is there any pop culture stories that come to mind where you're like, oh, that turned out to be a hundred percent not true. I don't know. I guess I'd have to think. Yeah. And guys, if you, you know, at, at home, write in so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. If there are any stories, because I feel like this will be an ongoing discussion uh, on here, but I think that's a very dark story. But also I hate that. Don't you hate this too? Is like, I've always kind of like T.I. has said some political things that I've always kind of like um, I related to or I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I, I agree with certain things T.I. says. And I always hate when somebody <clears throat> that I respect politically or, uh, you know, how they handle world issues and stuff. And then, you know, they 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 do the, like this shit. It just it ruins them for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you. Um, yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know. We don't know celebrities. We don't know these people, but we feel like we do. Yeah. 
And when things happen, you're kind of like, oh, wait, I supported you. Yeah. Well, and that's like, we are the original stands, you know, is there, is there one person you've stand where you're like, I found out the truth about this dude or girl. And I cannot believe I ever stand. Yeah. Very recently. My, my boy, Brian from the backstreet boys. Ooh, Okay. This is great. Tell us what happened with Brian. He posted about joining parlor and he was the first person I followed on Twitter. First per, one of the first on Instagram. I unfollowed him on everything, you know. And this is I, Brian Latrell, the Brian Latrell guy from uh, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yes. Sorry, I'm like talking about him like everybody just knows. No, but by the way, no, by the way, most people will know, but just in case my mom's listening, I want, you know. The- yeah, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> once he once he posted Parlor, and, you know, a lot of people DM'd me about it, and I looked into what Parlor was, and I did not personally agree with it. So I decided aggressive right wing uh, social media site that uh, after the Capitol attacks, a lot of people flocked to um, and a lot of, you know, it got shut down. I don't know if it's back up, but it got shut down because a lot of people were um, plotting violence on there. I mean, just just Mm -hmm. very open, very out there. And um, so it got shut down. I don't know if it's back open yet, but Brian joined around that time, I believe. Yeah, and he tweeted about it. And then I kind of, you know, at that point, I was like, I just, I can't, you know, I can't support that. Well, I mean, I mean, and that's, and that's the weird thing that I'm trying to come to grips to with politically is that, you know, my dad, you know, we always have conversations about that where he's always like, you have to listen to every side. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, you have to not hate and stuff like that. And it's so hard right now because everything is so pressurized and it's so simple in my head, but then you talk to somebody else and it's so simple in their head and it's completely opposite of what you believe, you know? Right. Exactly. And I am someone who can have conversations with everybody. Cause my dad, you know, says the same, But once I saw a few posts from Parler and kind of realized what it was, I decided, you know, just to, I don't want to support someone who supports that. So he wasn't like, Brian, uh, this is Brian, Backstreet's back. Here's an unreleased track, you know? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because by the way, that's kind of what we want from our pop stars. And um, I think that's also kind of ties into this next thing I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is Britney Spears. And this is something I want to, I want to let people know is also, I want this to be a little bit of like what's to watch this week. And there is something great that I want to, to, I think is going to be great. Uh, It's a show. uh, There's a show on FX called New York times presents. It's going to be episode six and it's called framing Britney Spears. Uh, It's 10 PM on FX this Friday, set your DVRs, but it's going to break down all of the free Britney movement, the conservatorship with Jamie, her dad, and you know, the New York Times, you know, kind of did this and they really did investigative reporting. I'm, I'm hearing it's very good. I'm definitely fascinated in all of this. What's your take on things? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I'm a, I'm really excited. You know, I feel very bad for Britney Spears. I think she has been abused with the industry. The media ripped her apart for no reason. I don't think I've ever heard a bad word about Britney. Talking to people who've worked with her, you know, just people in the business. Even I remember Zoe Saldana, Saldana. Yeah, from Avatar. Yeah, she was on Watch What Happens Live once and somebody called in and they were like, what did you think of Britney's performance when Britney did a bad performance? And Zoe was like, that's very cruel. That She was the nicest person. 
because they were on Crossroads together. They were in the movie Crossroads. And she said she was like, a lot of people wouldn't give me a chance. And she spoke to me like I was anyone else. Yeah, I mean, you you are right about that, is that you really don't hear anything bad about Britney Spears. In fact, the only thing that I remember when, you know, following pop culture, the only thing that I heard, and maybe you can speak to this, was that she was the one that cheated on Justin with the choreographer, who then came out later and said Michael Jackson had abused him. What's his name? Wade. Wade Robeson. Wade Robeson. Wade Robeson. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only thing I remember. And then, then Justin wrote, don't cry me or cry me a river. And then he kind of spun that narrative where Britney was the bad guy. Right. To be honest, I think they cheated on each other. I don't totally. Justin Timberlake is trash. I'm sorry. That guy, you know, I always say like, the media villains are Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. The real villain is Justin Timberlake. Well, men are allowed to cheat according to <laughs> social, like, no, but it, it ties into the Southern charm thing too. Right. Men are allowed to cheat. It comes off uh, eventually maybe as cute or laughable because it's locker room. It's what men do. Women cheating. You bring in an emotional aspect because women supposedly are quote unquote more emotional. And so then it becomes devious. Then it doesn't become just a physical uh, need. It becomes a mental thing. And it's like a really weird thing that I feel like they especially put on Britney. Yeah, it was. Britney was awful. She did an interview with, I believe it was Diane Sawyer. And it was just after the Crimea River video and everything. And I just, Britney started like sobbing during it. And it all happens as she's starring as a kind of villain in the tabloid accounts of supposed jealous arguments and then a horrible breakup with her self-proclaimed first love, Justin Timberlake. You've had a rough year. You've had a year that would test a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Illness in the family. Mm-hmm. A breakup this spasm of publicity about what happened in from Mexico to London it was pretty rough yeah um yeah it's kind of weird ah weird hello um oh my goodness hello ew strawberry um yeah it was a weird Because it's like Diane Sawyer's like poking, poking, poking more, poking more, twisting, poking, and just breaking her. And, you know, obviously she went through her very public mental health issues, but people never let her really come back from that. People don't give her credit. I mean, obviously Elton John and Celine Dion were out in Vegas, but Britney brought back entertainment to Vegas. She created that show. Britney's so smart and people just, they don't want to give her credit. You know, I actually saw the Britney show in Vegas and, you know, she created the stage. That was her vision. But people just don't want to give Britney credit ever. I'm sorry. I will go on a Britney rant no, for an no, hour. I, I really love this. And you're 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 completely right in the fact that she did, um, you know, of course she didn't bring music to Vegas, but she brought a, a youth to Vegas that had been, mm-hmm. and then a lot of other younger acts started considering going to Vegas and right. long-term deals because of Britney Spears, because that was so successful. But I, I really am fascinated with what you said about that Diane Sawyer interview of like, almost like, 
an interrogation, like almost like imagine going day, you know, because these people were, they were Disney kids. They were stuff like they were taught to be in front of the camera. They were doing so much press, so many interviews. I have to imagine, like, we don't know what the lasting effect of uh, COVID or coronavirus will have on us. We, you know, we don't know what the lasting effect of like being in front of the cameras, doing interviews, being asked personal questions day in, day out for 18 years, what that has on a brain, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And people, I feel like people just like to watch Britney fail even to this day, you know, the leave Britney alone video. I still feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Even Britney's Instagram, people laugh at it. I'm like, that's not sad to you. Like to me, it's very sad because I grew up. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up loving Britney. She, I like wor- worshipped her, and seeing where she is now, it's just kind of like something's not right. And I think it needs to be addressed. Well, and and so this special also will focus on, like I said, Jamie, her dad, which mm-hmm. there is some weird, you cannot deny at this point, once New York Times is doing investigative reporting, that there is, where there, like what you said earlier, where there is smoke, there is fire. They have been said that Jamie is not handling this well, that he, you know, not handled her career well, has made her do things that she did not want to do. Britney, for all intents and purposes, is refusing to release new music. I know she had a uh, an extra track that they re-released, uh, Glory, with the Backstreet Boys, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, she has refused to work on a new album until the conservatorship al- uh, issue gets gets done. But like at this point, we've been dealing with the conservatorship for well over a decade. Yeah. And if you think about it, how much money is she worth? Millions and millions and millions. And she has to ask permission to get a Starbucks coffee. Oh my God. That's what, and, and I think her, her estate, they did it like an estate thing uh, for the court a couple months ago. And I think her estate was valued at like something like something so low, like 25 to $30 million. And I know you're like, well, that's a lot of money, but no, she is on the level, I believe of a Prince, a Michael Jackson, yeah. somebody that really created something that is very unique and will be lasting for the rest of our lives. And there's no way that that's just $25 million. There's just no way. The Vegas deal alone, I thought was worth like $60 million. Right. And she was in Vegas for a couple of years at least. Yeah. But I mean, she, you know, going, she the going back to Hollywood casino, right? Yeah. 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 Um, going back to her dad, I mean, her son has gone on Instagram lives saying that Britney's dad is evil, that, you know, Britney's dad attacked her kids. That's why her kids ended up going with Kevin for a while. Yeah. Imagine, uh, imagine making K-Fed look like a good parent, you know, like we're like, well, he's with his dad. He'll be all right. You know, like, yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's, it's just, it makes me so sad because people just like to laugh at her and I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's funny at all. No. And you know what? You're, you're dead on right. Because I actually was talking to Ariana Maddox a year ago, I think on the show, and she is a insane Britney fan, her and uh, my buddy Logan. And they were, cause I was like, I, I have listened to all, all of her albums. I like it, but my perception is, well, people are all writing that for her, you know, like she's mm-hmm. not. And I love your opinion of like, no, like she needs to be given credit for all of the stuff that she has done. She is way smarter, but I do think, she has definitely been pushed to a breaking point mentally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even her original voice 
she had a deeper voice when she was younger. That's how she sang. And then she didn't sound poppy enough. So like record labels made her sing an octave higher than she was supposed to. That's not her natural voice. Like they forced her to kind of like try and sing higher than she was supposed to. It's did, did it's all just mean, so sad and know who's behind it, Lou Pearlman. <laughs> oh my God. Did you ever watch that Lou Pearlman YouTube documentary? Yeah. What's yeah. So I got to recommend that to people. Boy Band Con. Boy Band Con. Yeah. It's like really dark. And also just the Backstreet Boys put out a documentary in 2015. And they talked to how they how Lou stole like twenty eight million dollars from them or something. Yeah, I mean, in sync, Backstreet Boys. You know, he had these kids touring overseas every day, three like three concerts a day, and malls mm-hmm. and little anything. And you know, his story ends where he dies in prison. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's a very. I mean, but to me, those are like those are like pop culture is not just like light and fun. There is like darkness in pop culture. You know, like anything in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with young people who started so young, like Britney or even like Justin Bieber, you know, the younger. Did you read the Jessica Simpson book, open book? I haven't, but I ordered it. Okay. I really highly recommend. I listened to the audio book and I'm not even a Jessica Simpson fan, but you know, what's so funny. I'm like on Instagram with everybody and like everybody was talking about it. So I was like, I guess I have to do it. And that's why Mm -hmm. I will not watch Bridgerton. You assholes. Nobody can push Bridgerton on me. I will not do it. But I couldn't get into it. See, because you're a good person. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like I, I, I listened to the audiobook and you forget that like whatever you think of Jessica Simpson's music, what like how flipping hard those kids worked to mm-hmm. get there. You know, like she was talking about the audition story of you know losing out on uh, you know the the Disney uh, the the Mouseketeers or what is it called Mickey Mouse club yeah like you know she was there with you know uh, justin and christina and Brittany, and and just tanking the audition but she kept going i'm like for a kid to all these kids that got involved this to have that kind of much like passion and work and it's like not something i had at their age and you almost forget about it and you're right they almost can become a joke at times and you forget like there is such, there's really no lucky breaks in any of this, even though Mm -hmm. you might appear as an overnight success, you never are. It's not the life that we were like used to growing up where we could like binge shows or, you know, read through our us magazines and stuff. It was like, these guys were working. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Okay. And speaking of that, did you get involved in, this is something I was like, may, this might be too young for me even, but Olivia Rodrigo has uh, a song called Driver's License that is burning up the charts, you guys. Uh, <laughs> have you heard this song? I have, yes. Are you are you crying emotionally into the song? What do you feel about the song? Honestly, I think it got too hyped up for me. So when I heard it, I was kind of like, oh, this is it. I don't know. I'm just, it's good. I'm not going to say she's not a good singer or something. And maybe if I have some white claws and I'm sad, it'll make me cry. (laughs) But so for me, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, it's good, but why is everyone obsessed with it? And she's from uh, High School Musical, or I guess the new version of High School Musical, which I was. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my mind goes like, why are we hearing all about this? Why? Because this song to me sounds kind of like... a little bit like Phoebe Bridgers, who I love a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not pop, but there are pop elements. It's almost like when, um, 
who is that crew that used to write for Britney and all those people? And then they turned into Mike Snow. There was like a Swedish, uh, like a Swedish hit collective, like three people. I know Max, Max Martin. Max Martin. I mean, maybe it was, but it reminded me of like, oh, I'm like, okay. It says Olivia Rodrigo wrote this, but there are elements of it where a lot of these people have figured out like, like TikTok, where you figure out the algorithm of what makes somebody well up of what makes it like, Ooh, if we bring in like some, like, like some strings here, it's going to really uh, touch people. And you're right. It did blow up so fast that it made me, made me think of like, why are we hearing about this? Because it's a good song, but I wouldn't say, holy, I mean, holy shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, again, when everyone was like, oh my God, I'm a grown woman crying to this. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to cry. I love to cry. Kelly, you know what? You know, I tell you something personal and you just use it against me. I am a grown (laughs) woman. I was crying, but you know what? The fact that you would bust me on my own podcast is hurtful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, somebody (laughs) told me it would make me cry, (laughs) but I, I don't know. Just listening to it. I was like, it's nice. It's a good song, but I don't, I don't know why everyone is flipping out about it. I guess we haven't had good music in a while or something. Well, what fascinates me though, and I don't know if you know this, is that there is, and this is when you know, you're like, okay, this isn't really an independent artist. She's from High School Musical, so Disney might have their hands in it. But then there's this other girl, Sabrina Carpenter, who I don't mm-hmm. know at all. I'm all of a sudden like, oh, wow, I'm really showing my age. She has a new song called Skin, And people are like, is this her response to driver's license? Because in driver's license, she talks about, uh, Olivia talks about a blonde girl that this guy might like more than her and like very kind of could be jealous of her. And so do you know about this? Do you know about this? Yeah. I don't know like all the names and all the players. I know Sabrina's name, but I don't know the guy's name. Let's call him Joshua. Joshua Bassett. Okay. So it is Josh. So I guess the guy Josh released a song first. Okay. Like a year ago. I don't called, even know. How his, long his, his song is called Lie, Lie, Lie. And okay. Uh, the week and then after, Olivia, Olivia the released license. Driver's License. And then Sabrina released this new song. And I'm like, wait, so you're telling me three people who are all on the Disney Channel released three songs in response to one another within <laughs> the last few months. And you want me to believe that this is not a PR thing? Yeah. So she goes, unlike her rumored boyfriend, they're still not official. And this is from Vulture magazine. Carpenter has given us some clear references to work with in her synth pop bop. And the quote is, maybe then we could pretend there's no gravity in the words we write. She sings in the first verse. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. So that is a direct thing about Olivia Rodrigo saying blonde girl in driver's license. Right. Shouldn't they, yeah, yeah. You're right. Shouldn't they just come together for just one powerful album that they just shit on each other? I'm kind of like, you know what? This is an Aaron Carter, Lindsay, and Hillary. You guys will never hold a candle to that. But I kind of, you know, at the same time, like I'm, I'm not going to continue to follow this story. But I kind of like that it's out there. I like, I want the kids to have their own manufactured love triangles and stuff. Like, yeah, like, good, good for good for pop culture, young pop culture fans. Like little me and little you could have like really, really gotten something out of this. Maybe. Fake yeah, I guess every generation needs a love triangle. You're right. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's for a generation, but it's, it's fun for a certain, you know, and I think TikToks and, you know, whatever. Um, okay. It's a so good story. We, it's a good story. 
Yes. Uh, as we start winding down, I said that Olivia Rodrigo song reminded me of Phoebe Bridgers a little bit. Phoebe Bridgers, of course, is an independent artist that I have really championed on this podcast. I wanted to remind everybody to set their DVRs for Saturday Night Live this upcoming Saturday. We've got Dan Levy hosting from Schitt's Creek and we got Phoebe Bridgers, her first time as a mu- musical artist. I think that's going to be a great show. Yeah, I agree. I've heard some of her music. She's a great artist. But and Dan Levy, just like he's just a feel good guy. Like he just he just he's so funny. Yeah. Like I, I so I'm excited for that. Did you happen to catch the Lifetime Wendy Williams uh experience last night on Lifetime? I, I did not. I did not. I I can't say I follow Wendy Williams very closely. How you doing? That's all I can just make. That's how she says this one line. But I watched the Lifetime special, which was two hours, and then I watched the uh the documentary on Wendy Williams, which is two hours. And I think I walked away feeling nothing. Like I was just like, okay, like I know, (laughs) you know, but you know how lifetime movies where it's like, it almost disservices the real person's life because it's not bad, but it's not good. It's just so in between where there's like, they did a Whitney movie. I think, I think lifetime one time did Whitney. And I was like, what is this? And then they did a Shanti. I not Ashanti, I'm sorry, Aaliyah. And I was like, what the fuck? It was just bad. Oh, oh my God. Well, speaking of Whitney Houston, I wanted to remind everybody that this upcoming Saturday, you not only have Saturday Night Live, but you have the world premiere of Whitney Houston's and Bobby Christina documentary on Lifetime called Didn't We Almost Have It All at 8 p.m. Make sure you set your DVRs. But that is on Lifetime. So I'm curious, you know, her Whitney Houston and her daughter documentary. Unfortunately, it's very dark. They both uh, died in a bathtub, you know? Yeah, I was a big Whitney fan. My mom, my mom loved Whitney. So I loved Whitney. Oh, yeah. My parents had her albums and I would just yeah. like, those were, like whatever your parents albums were. I don't know if it's still the same for kids. They were your albums. Like, you know, I was listening to Michael Bolton and Kenny G because my parents had those CDs, you know? Right. I was all about like Whitney Houston, Cher, Elton John. And my mom loved Bob Marley. She never smoked weed, but loved Bob Marley. I didn't think it was legal to like Bob Marley unless you smoked weed. <laughs> she broke the mold, I guess. <laughs> she really, she really. Um, also, I want to let you know that uh, today, Monday, you have tonight, you have The Bachelor on ABC, which I just can't get into this season. I don't. Do, are, have you watched any of it? No. So I watched The Bachelorette last season and I actually really liked it. I liked Tasha a lot when she took over. Yeah, like, she did, I yeah. loved her. She played and the game, I, yeah. I watched the first or second. First and second episode, I think, of The Bachelor. Matt, his name's Matt James, right? Yeah, Matt James, huh? He is so boring. Yeah, like that's... I just, I couldn't. I didn't know if it was just like, I know, I know he's hot. I'm not saying that, but he's, there's something sometimes like people have magnetic personalities where you're like, oh, that guy's funny or that girl's funny and they kind of just bring you in. Matt James just kind of seems like a very, I don't know, he's like cold ceramic like vibe that I just... I'm like, I get that he's hot already. We keep saying that he's hot. Like, what else can he do? I, I, they're just, it just seems kind of void of personality this season. And I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I can't get into it, even though I continue to watch it because I'm a masochist. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't watched it other than I think the first and second episode. But Matt, I was like, he's always been good looking and good at sports he didn't need a personality <laughs> yeah i mean kind of but he also didn't need a show like the bachelor he would have been right. fine because in the end there is not a part of me watching the season where i'm like oh my god the love of his life is in this room you know right 
Like Zach and Tasha. Like Zach and Tasha. You, you, so you were swept away by the magic of Zach and Tasha. Yeah. And I did not like Zach. He really weirded me out at first. And then <laughs> as the episodes continued, I was like, wait, I think I like him. <laughs> Remember in those final episodes, how heavy Zach was sweating in every scene? Yeah. I started just counting beads of sweat at one point because I was like, whoa, like he's really sweating in that Palm Springs sun. <laughs> he's like nerves and Tasha and the sun. <laughs> um, I also want to let people know uh, you will be listening to this tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, today, Monday. They are rerunning all of season two Vanderpump Rules, which is an wow. amazing season. Bravo is rerunning that. If you are working from home on Zoom or whatever, put that on in the background. You'll you'll happen to like keep hitting like amazing moments throughout that season. Tomorrow night, we also have Below Deck, which I always think is starting to get good. It's not as good as Below Deck Med for me. Um, what are your must shows during the week? Um, I pretty much, I'll watch on Tuesday. I watch Teen Mom. I love, I can't stop watching Wait, Teen Mom. I wish. By the way, doesn't this week start a new Teen Mom? It was last week, but um, really bad first episode. So let's hope it picks up. Is this now who's on it in the new one? Is it Amber and Gary and yeah, so it's Amber, Caitlin, Macy, Cheyenne, and Mackenzie. I want to remind all the baddies out there, if anybody can have leads on this, there was a shirt back in the day. I don't know if you remember this. And it was Gary, Gary sold this and it was said, It's Gary time. Yeah. It had a picture of Gary and his thumbs up. And I it's it's like I have not been able to find it ever since then. And it was one of those things where I remember seeing it and I was like, I want, I, you know, I, I don't have the $25, but I think I'll regret not getting it. And I was right. I still regret to this day, not getting the it's scary time t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Maybe reach out to him. You're a big podcaster now. <laughs> Gary, what's up, buddy? Uh, you, got yeah. extra, you got any large shirts hanging around there? <laughs> uh, okay. So Monday is that Tuesday. Of course we have real housewives of Dallas, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, Wednesday, we have the real housewives of salt Lake finale episode before we get a three part reunion. You watched a little salt Lake this year, right? I do. I that's a, this is the first housewife season I've watched from the beginning. How's and that? also the challenge is on Wednesday. That's my all time favorite reality so, show. And challenge. We're about halfway through the season, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop on the challenge until somebody dies. <laughs> I will never stop watching the challenge. <laughs> the chat. But you know, what's so funny. A lot of people are like that with teen mom and the challenge. It's yeah. Such, and, and by the way, to the Hills is the, the Hills as well. It's such a piece of their heart and their DNA that they're yeah. like, yeah, I, I'm sure I'll be watching this until the day I die. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Once it stops, I'll stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fortunately, we don't have Orange County this week. Orange County is done. That is great. Uh, Thursday, though, is a big night. We have the second part of the Southern Charm reunion. And then directly after, we have a new season, I believe season five of Summer House, which looks amazing, looks fun. It was one of my high moments of quarantine last year if that says anything so it looks if you see the previews it looks really fun have you seen the preview at all i have and that's the bravo show i want to get into next i'm gonna start watching it from the beginning um but i'm someone i'm also when it comes to reality shows i feel like i can jump in any season and go back and watch so i think i'm just gonna jump in this season and even though i don't know all the cast members or anything 
it's not super hard to figure out. I think I, I highly recommend that too, because it, I did that with Vanderpump rules when I first discovered it. And it was mm-hmm. like this nice little treat. When you did go back and watch, you're like, Holy shit. That's why he always says chunky sweaters. He was wearing it in the first season, you know, like it's right. a, a puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend Southern, uh, highly recommend summer house, but just so you know, the first season is a little hit or miss, you know, it's not, okay. It's not, uh, and Friday, uh, you guys, I don't know if you're love after lockup fans, but of course, an all new episode of love after lockup, uh, this season for me is getting very, it's upsetting me because it's real people, but they're making them act almost. And like, it's so you can tell, you know, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you can tell when it's a reality show and they're like putting it on we're like dude like the hills (laughs) yeah well but the hills at least you had star power these are guys with like four noses zits everywhere like they're not (laughs) meant to be actors and you're just like this is painful to watch you get through this scene and i know i'm being snobby a lot of people love love after lockup but it's really hard to get through for me uh and you're never you didn't get into 90 day fiance at all either right no, honestly, like you naming off all these shows, I was like, I guess I don't watch as much TV as I thought I did. No, that's good. You're good, Kelly. No, this is good. That means your <laughs> mind is pure, you know? Um, but 90 Day Fiance will be airing next Sunday. The only thing I hate about 90 Day Fiance is they make them too long. They're like two hours. Plus they have an after show, like a pillow talk kind of thing where they do another hour of the scenes you just saw. And now Discovery Channel has Discovery HD, which you can find like they have like three or four new 90 day multiverse shows where if you're really a 90 day nut, you can go wild on there, but they also have, I think like murder document. It's like a whole thing. Are you on any streaming services that you like? I really like Hulu. Yeah. Hulu's probably my favorite. I I like the movies they have on there. And then um, everybody's doing great with Stephen Coletti and James Lafferty. They wrote it and directed it. It came out and it was surprisingly good. It was actually super raunchy, which I wasn't expecting. And I really liked it because at first I was like, I'll watch it. But by the second episode, I'm like, oh, wait, I want to know what happens. Did I ever tell you that um, Jason Waller, uh, before he had gotten sober, he came into my the acting studio I worked with with. Did I already tell you this? No. Guess who he came in with? Steven. No, Andy Milanakis. They were roommates. Oh, really? Yeah, they were roommates for like two or three years. He came in with Andy Milanakis and I remember working in the office and like, oh shit, it's Jason Waller, you know? And then like seeing that Andy Milanakis was there and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because Andy's (laughs) just... It was such a interesting, uh, a different du- a duo you wouldn't expect. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, is there any, Oh, also guys, I'm not a sports person, but I guess the in game of all the football, it's called the super bowl. I don't know if you've heard of it. That is next Sunday. They are, uh, I find this interesting is that the weekend is going to be the, the musical performer at halftime and they're giving him the usual, they get like 12 to 13 minutes. They are giving the weekend 25 minutes. For what? Uh, I guess his songs, I don't know. Maybe he's doing a No, no, I know. But to me, I'm like, <laughs> it could have been like, the weekend has, I guess he has good songs, but I'm like, why him? You know, I well, feel like usually it's, it's more like prestigious people who get that. Well, they, they, uh, you know, there is, there was a shift about two, three years ago when they stopped doing like, 
like oldie acts like Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Rolling Stones, Prince, which I loved Prince's performance, but but like then they started like making sure that it was more young. Like last year was uh J Lo and Shakira, right? Yep. And then it was before Lady Gaga that. before that, which was awesome. But they were, I guess, more it's pop like- driven. And the weekend is definitely a very you know, it's not like my dad's like, oh my God, the weekend, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I know that they changed it all up after Justin Timberlake and Janet. After that happened, that's when like Paul McCartney was the next year. You too. Aerosmith. Yeah. They're like, no Coldplay. more performers. We will see nipples and butts, you know? We right. <laughs> um, but I, well, my, my hope though is and it is rumored uh this I don't know who put this out in the press that the weekend has spent 10 million dollars of his own money to actually put into this Super Bowl performance. I'm sorry, but like how many new fans is he thinking about getting from this? I mean, is this I mean, I know it's the I guess the biggest sports game in the world, but like 10 million of your own money? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the most watched things of all like the whole year. Yeah. I, I kind of personally hope Daft Punk comes out because Daft Punk did produce uh, a weekend song and I love those crazy robots. You guys know Daft Punk. And I used to go to Coachella every year and it was always that rumor of like, is Daft Punk secretly going to be playing? Because it, I, they're just amazing. Like they kind of were the birth of large stage performances in the techno mm-hmm. world. They created like this pyramid stage and which you, you can go back and watch now at Coachella from like 15 years ago. And you're like, this is rinky dink. This is stupid. But I was there and it was at the time insane. Nobody had done lights like this. Nobody had. Done, and now it's like, it really does look like when you go to like a, a haunted house at your school that they put together. <laughs> And you're like, just walk down the cafeteria and we'll, you know, put your hands in this gooey apple. Hold your glow sticks. Yeah, exactly. But like, I would love to see what they could come up with now because they created a lot of this. Um, The other thing I want to remind everybody that day, if you are thirsting for more music before the Super Bowl, we have Miss Miley Cyrus. Uh, She is going to be doing a pre-show, I believe for TikTok. Uh, Let me see. It's... uh, Okay, she is going to be, uh, she's working her ass off on the set list, she says. It's called TikTok Tailgate, which airs um, February 7th at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time on TikTok and CBS. And she posted a nude Instagram today to get us all hyped for it. Uh, What's your thoughts on Miley Cyrus as we start wrapping up? I love her. I think, um, and again, I've never really heard anything bad about her. I hear she's really nice to her fans. I hear she's super, especially in Nashville. I know she lives around here and people love her. They're like, she tips well. She's really polite and friendly. So I don't really have anything bad to say about her. I think she has a great, different, unique voice. And I really like how I actually listen. I don't listen to Joe Rogan typically, but she was on Joe Rogan. And I, I think she's very smart. And again, she doesn't get credit for how smart she is. Um, but, but yeah, I really like her. I like her a lot. I listened to her album, plastic hearts that just came out a couple months ago this Mm -hmm. week. And it was really great. And she actually does. They included on the Spotify, a bonus track of her version of heart of glass, the Blondie song. And she fucking kills it. Like, it's like, I mean, like, that's what I'm like, wow, I, I could do, I could. And she also did zombie by the cranberries. I could almost do all covers out. Like she has, I mean, I'm like, she has this amazing voice for covers, you know, like, 
Um, yeah, it's a very different voice, but it's great. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing that I, uh, I have a Miley Cyrus store, uh, story where I went to, uh, uh, no, Tom, Tom, uh, the Vanderpump rules bar and restaurant, uh, was meeting my friends and we ended up getting seated next to Lisa Vanderpump and Miley Cyrus was next to us with a table of her dancers and stuff like that because Miley Cyrus is a huge Vanderpump rules fans. So, um, so then Tom Sandoval came back and like it all of a sudden I have video of this Lisa Vanderpump got on the table and danced with Miley and like dogs are getting passed around because everybody <laughs> had their dogs with them. Like she's like Miley was smoking out of her weed pin. Tom Sandoval comes in and starts doing the robot. They call DJ James Kennedy on FaceTime because Miley won. It was like one of those bizarre pop culture nights where you're just like, that's insane. I got to see this up close, you know? Was it a fever dream? Is that what it felt like? It did. It, it, either that or a teenage daydream by Katy Perry, you know? <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, I really like her. I love her music. I like her vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, is there anything that uh, you need us to look out for this week? I know Tuesday we have an all new episode of your podcast. What I want people to do is I heard she got one bad review. I need everybody to flood good reviews. <laughs> I mean, by the way, that's what I'm saying. Like we, uh, you know, this is free. It really is free. We're trying to, you know, make stuff out of this. So, you know, the, the, the easiest thing you can do is just go right to that page before you even listen and hit five stars, because, you know, this is, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're working towards trying to do something and you always got to support that, you know? Um, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Oh God, my God. Thank you. I mean, you, you really are one of my inspirations, which is, I mean, totally true. Um, anything else to look out for this week? Is there any, should we look out for any personal Kelly news this week? (laughs) Only if you follow my Twitter, you'll probably unfollow me for how I've been tweeting lately, but no, I mean, other than my podcast, I I noticed I've, I've liked a couple of your tweets recently. I mean, you've been tweeting like, like actually like podcast stuff and like how to do this, how to do that, you know, that's true. Maybe I've been a little more helpful than like sad. Um, wait, wait, no, wait, you, wait my... you say that, but, but I mean, is that, I, I got to tell you, be honest, like I've had one of the saddest weekends I feel of my life this weekend. And I don't know why there's no yeah. reason. I can't point you in the direction of a reason. Do you feel uh, the same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like the, these last two weeks for some reason have been really, really hard. And I don't know if it's just because you know, I'm realizing we're going to probably be in this COVID shit for another year. Um, you know, I have some family stuff going on. That's just like so tiring, but I work, you know, I work, I work eight to five. So usually Saturdays, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm so worn out from being at a job that takes a lot of my time, you know, things like that. I'm, it's just, I think we've all gone through so much trauma this last year. And it's like, for what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, actually on Friday, we got the official news that Stagecoach and Coachella were canceling their 2021 dates and they'll see us in 2022. And that didn't really, I mean, like I was like, okay, good. I kind of was waiting for that announcement anyways, but it is weird to look at like a year ahead, more of this, knowing that we can do it, knowing that we're going to be okay, but it does start to affect the psyche, like not a little bit, a lot. And you see it in various ways. And there's this kind of groundhog day effect that we're going through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's just kind of, it's just a bummer. That's the only way I can explain it. You know, I feel like we're, we, we have been so close, 
But it's like in elementary school, that kid that wouldn't shut up. It's like the people who wouldn't follow the rules right now. It's like, we almost have an extra long recess. We almost have that, but you guys won't follow the rules. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's I always saw... like those few kids in class that would act up and ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, I think I said this on the show, but saw some stars in Australia or talking about Australia where they're like, yeah, I mean, it was weird. We had a quarantine for 14 days, but you know, then there's zero cases here. I guess they, they actually got one case this weekend and they immediately went into a four day lockdown. That's how serious Australia takes it. You know? Yeah. I, and that's one of the issues on TikTok. I've somehow ended up in the Australia realm where like all these Taylor Swift fans are getting together and singing. And I'm like, that should be me. <laughs> wait, Kelly, there's a bigger issue. It's that you're on TikTok, you know? I mean, wait. I, you love I, it, right? Yeah. I have fallen down the TikTok rabbit hole. Well, let's end with uh, something positive. I think Taylor Swift, who you love, really yes. was the entertainer of last year. I mean, really, yeah. That first album, um, uh, what, what's it called? Uh, Folklore. Folklore. I mean, really blew me away. And I like Taylor Swift a lot, but like I started loving Taylor Swift. That Boney Vare song like blew me away. Um, what did you think of Evermore? I didn't like it as much. But I think it's because I was on such a folklore high. So I drive a really old car. I still have like a tape cassette and, you know, a CD player and stuff. So I finally took folklore out of the CD player and put Evermore just so I can get more familiar with it. And you immediately crashed your car? Yeah. You're like, the car's (laughs) like, no, thank you. Who's that guy uh, I'm blanking on uh, from Bleachers she writes all the songs with? Oh. The guy, Lena Dunham. uh, Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. I will say I watched the um, the folklore sessions on Disney Plus, and I got to tell you that guy's got to chill out sometimes. Like you know, in the live <laughs> performance, they're just like three of them, and he's like da, 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 da. like he's like wigging out on an acoustic guitar. I'm like, calm down, Jack. Like nobody, we're we're fine, you know. I'm just uh, like, all right, Jack. I know you've been helping Taylor, but help Lord again. I need another Lord album. I'm hearing didn't Lord just reactivate her Instagram or like she? Yes. Doesn't she have an Onion Rings Instagram account of just Onion she Rings she likes? There have been rumors that a new album's coming, so I would be Lord's one of my favorite artists of all time. So I would love. I think her album Melodrama is one of the best of all time. So I, I would love some new Lord music. <laughs> Okay, so that's what we're going to put out into the universe this week. Uh, so uh, Kelly Williams, the Laguna Biatch. Um, remember, Tuesdays, like we said, are going to be the day uh, that you need to go. Well, I mean, you can subscribe to the podcast right now, but that's going to be the day you're going to go over and you're going to listen to this. And please continue to listen to mine as well. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, she's better. I'm just telling you. Um, so no remember, way. yeah, yeah, yes way. So it's called Nostalgia and Now, N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-A and Now with Laguna Biatch. Kelly Williams, you've done it again. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope that I can come back again and again and again. And I again. told you, I told you, I, I want you to come on every month. I told you, I want, I want to make this a regular thing. So, um, you know, uh, if you're up for it, I'm up for it, you know? Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I will talk to you very soon then. Yeah.
Cheers.